Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in October of 2022. And welcome to episode 87. Who is your math coach and who are you coaching? First, we want to give a shout out to our friend Mariah. She works for U.S. Math Recovery and she tweeted a little bit ago about our episode 83, which was our first episode for season three. Just listened on my morning walk. Great beginning of the year ideas to learn about your students. Thanks for putting that out there, Mariah. Yes, thank you. And then moving on to reflection. Listen, as I was editing episodes 86 and 85, both of those episodes, I hope that I didn't come off as a crazy person with like how much stuff I actually do and I'm trying to like squeeze into my my but math But you are a crazy person. Because We're all crazy people. That's <laughs> I, fine. That's I fine. Am, so I are our listeners. Crazy, That's good. why they love us. <laughs> but I, I guess I just want to also kind of just say, just let the record show. <laughs> this is something that uh, has, this is where I'm at right now, yes. right? Like- Two years ago, that's not what my math block looked like. It's not what my small groups look like. And in a month from now, in a year from now, my block might look totally different as I tweak and and change and, and like keep perfecting. And it also depends on the day as well. You know, if I have a thinking task that I want students to really dive into, I'm going to stop and take the time and say, forget my small right. groups, right? Because if that's what's important, then that's what's important. Or the opposite too. Maybe I don't have a, a great task and I'm not really where it's just kind of repetitive where I'm at and I don't have something else to kind of fill in, then I'm going to say, forget building thinking classrooms for today. We're just going to go into our small groups because I do know that small groups are so much more beneficial than a whole group right. lesson. So if, if I, I, I don't really do whole group lessons right. anymore, honestly, it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that in my class anymore. So I will always go towards a small group if, if I need to, if I need that time, because you get so much more out of having three kids in front of you than having the full class at 21. You just lose the majority of the kids. I'm going to tell you, I have to say, because I was listening, you know, to episode 85 and um, I was like, dang, five minutes for BTC. That's all she does. So I'm glad that you clarified to everyone yes, <laughs> that, yes. you know, it may be quote a typical one, but not really because we use teachable moments all the time. And listen, Correct. we've both been teaching long enough that we know where we need to stop and do something else, you know, just do a 90 yeah. degree turn or 180 degree turn. And, and that's okay. You know, just because, right. you know, the lesson plan says I'm, I said I was going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe I want to do A, B, and C today. Totally. So anyway, so I just wanted to say that because I, I didn't want to think, I didn't want people to think that 
I am so rigid that I, you know, like that's all that I have to get to. No, it's not really like that. alarm goes off, move on. Right. It just depends on where we're at. And this is what has worked for me right now. You know, as I get better at choosing tasks, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that I can spend a little bit more time in building thinking classroom time. I I really do. I just for right now, this is where I'm at. So I'm going to tell our listeners that a little birdie who is at some of the very important math conferences at the end of September told us a little thing that Peter is working on a task book. Oh my gosh. Can I get that review copy, please, Peter? I will be happy to review it. Karina will happy, be happy to do the tasks. Like, oh, absolutely. We'll do it. (laughs) Any data you need, Peter, we will give it to you. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. For our good news. Well, um, at the time of this recording, we have come through Hurricane Ian, and we want to just give um, special thoughts and prayers to all of our listeners who are affected by it. We know that the people that we know over on the west coast of Florida and central and the northeast part, they're all okay because we've been texting, calling just to make sure everybody's good. Yeah. But we are certainly grateful that at least in southeast Florida, we all came through it just fine, you know? Yes. We're very, very yes. thankful. We are very, very grateful. Yeah. All right. Let's get into today's topic about math coaching, right? Yes. Oh, this- yeah. So it only took us, so this is what we were talking, we were chatting about this. It only took us 87 episodes, Laura, to talk about your job. <laughs> Like what? I don't really understand why it took us so long, but here we are. I mean, I've only been (laughs) coaching for 11 out of 31 years, but whatever, that's fine. Um, When Karina brought, I mean, all the, all the other parts that we've talked about obviously are still your job too, but like this is specifically to your job. And and yeah, that was pretty funny when, when Karina brought that up. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think we ever have talked about my job. So we're super excited to talk about this because not only is it my official title, but Karina also went, I, I was her facilitator when she went through the certified instructional coaching program that we had in Palm Beach County. We had a joint program. It was a, it was grant funded through the University of Florida and Palm Beach County. And so I got to be her facilitator, which yes. gosh, does not seem like so long ago, but yet yesterday, it, like, yeah. Right. It Unbelievable. Does. And it was one of my favorite, I will say, was one of my favorite trainings to attend because I feel like I, I did get so much out of it and things that were applicable to the class. And you know that that's my favorite yes. thing, right? Can I can I go to a training and can I use it? it like, can I try it right. out the next day? Right. Yes. Because you're our in my classroom yes. <laughs> immediately. Yes. I need to be able to jump in. And I think the best part about it was you had to film yourself and then watch it back. Mm. And yeah. like we, we all had to go through a rubric of, okay, how was this portion, this portion and everything. And I think that anytime you record yourself teaching and you look at it and reflect on it, you should automatically like become a better teacher because you're going to be like, right. what, what, what was I thinking, you know, in that portion or right. yes, I totally rocked that one. Right. Yes. Yeah. It forces you to face reality. It really right? does. Like, like, oh, my voice went a little it's not your... louder in that part. You know? Yeah. It's not your perception of what happened. It's what actually the happened. reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. In case anybody doesn't know about what a math coach does or any instructional coach, 
we're going to talk about the coaching cycle that we learned through the Lasting Your Center. Shout out to them, woohoo, at UF. And I also want to just give an overall view of, of what a math coach does. So here's what some things that I'm supposed to do. My main yeah. job is to build the capacity of you guys, the teachers. That's my main job. Right. So how can I do that? Well, I can do the coaching cycle, which we'll talk about. I can come in and model lessons for you, right? Which I've done right. plenty of. I can just listen to you. And that's where I become that math therapist, right? I can also work with kids. You know, I've, I've either yeah. taken a small group. I've done half the class. I've done running, well, running math running records on kids. I've done universal screeners on kids. I mean, anything that I can do. I've tutored kids, you know, in, in before and after school. But the main thing is, not only to build the capacity of the teachers, but I'm here to help make your job easier. So honestly, yeah. this year, sometimes I have laminated, I've copied, laminated, and cut things out for the littles because I know the right. teachers don't have time for that. So if that's something right. that I need to do to make your job easier, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the coaching cycle from the Lastinger Center, which I highly recommend that if you want to become a math coach, you should look this up and we'll put it in the show notes. But there's basically, it's a cycle and there's five parts to it. First, you interview the teacher. And by that, I just mean you sit down and you get to know the person that's sitting in front of you or next to you, right? Build yeah, a relationship. we got to know their background. They got to know our background because it's a two-way street, right? Mm -hmm. They also have to know I am not coming in there to evaluate. That is not my job. Right. I'm there to help right. you become better for you, not yeah. for salary and, or anything like that. And I know that during this time too, this is where it's interesting because you and I have kind of spoken about this, that this is where you'll, a lot of math anxiety that teachers have experienced actually come out in that conversation. So much so. Like how math was not something that was really strong, a strong subject for them. And they'll share that yep. with you during that yep. time. And so true. And that's where it gives me a good idea of, okay, I've got to be maybe a little more gentle with this person for whatever topics yeah. that, you know, may be coming up. The next part is that I have the person decide, the teacher decide, what do you want me to come and take data on in your classroom. Yes. And it's anywhere from soup to nuts. So do you remember one of our friends, Jen, who she came in from, I think she was a teacher in New York, right? And she came and on the first mm -hmm. day of school, she found me after school and she said, okay, I know what your job is. I want you to come in tomorrow and I want you to take data on me asking higher order questions. And I was like, what? Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. I'm totally coming in to do that. That's the thing she wanted me to take data on. Now it could be something anywhere from that to how much wait time you have to how much talking you're doing versus how much talking kids are doing. That's, that's one of my favorite, ones, right. favorite, favorite ones to come in and take data on. And we set a date and a time and I'll say, okay, how long do you want me in there for? And I take data on whatever they specifically want me to take data on. So I come in, I do that right. and then I leave and then I go create some kind of data display now, I usually use a graph because they're just very easy to, to see, right, visually. Yeah. And then we yeah. set another date to have a, our, like our debrief, which is our coaching conversation. And I will put the data in front of the teacher and say, 
what do you see? Because my job as a coach is to be a mirror. I'm not here to critique you. I'm not here to judge you. It's what do you see, you know, in front of yourself? And then once that happens, we end up doing some kind of PD. You know, I might have an article for the person to read or if they don't come up with their own suggestions of how they can make the next time better, they'll ask me so I, I can offer suggestions. And then we do it again. We set another date. Yes. I, what do you want me to take data on? Same thing. Okay. When do you want me to come in? You know, I give them two to three weeks in the middle, however long they want to change their thing of whatever they wanted to do. And so it's not like the next day I would go in. Of not course. Like that. Right. So Karina, when you went through the certified instructional coaching program, what's one specific thing that you took away from it that even though it's not your job title, right? You're still a quote yeah. teacher, which PS, so am I. That's right. what it says on my paycheck. How does that help you interact with other teachers? It also helped me in the classroom as well, because one thing that, and you mentioned already, is that as a coach, you're not giving answers, you're holding the mirror so that the person can reflect themselves, right? right? Like they're thinking about their own practice themselves. So you're not offering the answer. And I think that that was when, when you first coached me, that was something that was before I went through the program, Mm -hmm. that was something that was very frustrating to me. Like, would you just tell me (laughs) what to do? Could you just like, just tell me? And you never did. You always just kind of offered it like, well, here are your options. Here's what you can do. Here's what, you know, what do you think? And that would drive me crazy. <laughs> but going through it, I, I, I understood. I understood why it has to be, it has to be from, from you because it is, that's the only way that change You, happens. the teacher. Yes. Yes. Me, me, the right. teacher. Yeah. And, but I feel like it's also like that with students. You have to not, like, I don't tell them if they're right or wrong. I just don't. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I, I don't tell it like they'll look at me. Well, am I right? I'm like, I don't know. You did the math. You tell me that you're right. Did you prove it? I guess you're right then. Did you prove it? Did you show it another way? Did you get the same answer as the person sitting next to you? Then that's, I mean, that's good for me. If you guys look at your work and you're both convinced, all right, then that's, that's good. And we're going to move on. That was something that kind of changed my perspective because we are so used to giving answers and and looking for answers. So this that really helped. I was able to transfer that into my classroom. The other thing I, I, I mean, listen, you are like a wealth of knowledge. So whenever you are like the, the person I go to when I need a resource, when I need what, where's the data on this or where's the research on this or where's the, so having someone like that is so nice <laughs> because you know a lot, you know, but you can also direct me to a lot. So I, and I think that that was one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was so that we can share all these amazing resources that are out there. Cause not, a, I feel like teachers still don't, don't have a place to right. go to find, to find all this stuff. So I'm, I hope that, you know, kind of what we've done is created a, a place where teachers can go and and get valuable information. So that's how it's kind of changed my teaching. So if you had to give advice to coaches out there, 
what would you say is from your experience, from you going through everything, what is it that you would you would suggest to others, to other coaches? Okay. First of all, just listen, 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 listen. Your teachers are going to come to you for everything as long as you have built that foundational trust, right? That they yeah. know that you're a vault and everybody that knows me knows that I'm a vault. Like I am not going to be the yeah. one running around talking to admin or anybody else. But also who are my coaches, right? Because I want to always continue to learn. And so, oh man, I could name drop so many people here. I think what we'll just do is I'll put a whole bunch of people in the show notes in the, or we'll tag them and then everyone can find those people. But I think the most influential person that I've had as my coach, and he doesn't even know this, is Jim Knight. He was the author of the book Instructional Coaching, which was our textbook, you and I, when we went through the Certified okay. Instructional Coaching Program. And he does webinars and you know he's on Facebook and everything and on Twitter. I know that he has zero idea who I am, but he has no idea the impact that he's had on my life, right? Which, right. wow, right? And that's, that's something that we as coaches, we don't know, like, I don't know how I've affected teachers and kids unless they say something to me. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's also just, I I have to keep learning so, so that I can be that resource for you and others. And you know, if I don't know something, which I, I know, I don't know a lot, I will go and find it out. You know, I may know a lot about a couple of certain things, but things that, I know I don't know about. I will definitely say I have no idea. Let me look that up for you. Let me find it out for you. But I th- yeah, no, you you definitely do. I that. think also you know attending conferences and going being a part of your local math council. That's another big thing because that's where all the math people are, right? And yeah. I think for you as a self-contained teacher, you have to teach everything. That's like the hardest because it's like that jack of all trades versus a master, right? Right. Right. But you, I think you have coached more people than you realize. And not because of this podcast. I just mean in person at your school. Right. Because yes. I know people come to you and ask you for things. I mean, yes, yes you tell me that, but I also just, I know. And you are a wealth yeah. of information as well. well yeah. thank you. I, I, I get it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we have to keep pushing people to learn, right? Yeah. That's, and that's, I think that that's what the key is too, is that we have to, you have to make yourself vulnerable also, like knowing that you don't know it all. You have to say that, like, I don't know that yet, but let me, let me search that up with you. Let's learn it together because I don't know how to do, I don't have all the answers. I I don't, I definitely don't. And I know you don't either. Um, But that's, but that's whole, that's the part of the journey. And you know, I think the moment that, that we st- start thinking that we do know it all, that's when game yeah, over. We, no. we better retire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to get out because then what are I you know. doing? Right. I don't but know. all right, listeners, here is your challenge for this week. We want to know who is your math coach and who are you coaching? Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.